Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Not Another Wellness Podcast. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. And today I typed up a little blog post. And since the topic is fresh on my mind, I wanted to share some other words on this topic because it is very important to me especially right now in light of what happened with Roe v. Wade being overturned about a month ago and just some of the impact that's left on me um, as it relates to bodies and specifically women's bodies in this country specifically uh, and just some of the things that have changed in my brain since the last month. So just to give you a little bit of backstory and you may be thinking, why are you recording this? Um, I'm recording this because I think it's really, really, really important to talk about. I think it's something that has shaped my life and changed my life um, and all of our lives, actually, <laughs> as women, if you're listening to this as a woman, and it's shaped the lives of your friends and family and partners if you're a man listening to this. So I typed a blog about it. Some people prefer podcasts, but I think there's more to share behind um, from my voice than actually just the blog post. So here goes. All right, so here's the backstory. I was raised in this society as a, as far as it goes, privileged white female. And I'm still understanding what that actually means. And that's a conversation for later. But I want to acknowledge the privilege that I've had as a woman and also how far we have to go as a gender, and I'm going to use the word gender very lightly because I am exploring the alternatives to this binary system that we have of gender. And again, I'm going to put a pin in that and let's just move forward. So I was born with these blonde curls and blue eyes. And from a very, very young age was told by everybody that I had won the genetic lottery in a sense because I had these traits, traits which were deemed as desirable. Specifically, the blue eyes stand out, actually. And it was something that was commented on a lot. And I received social praise for my appearance from as early as I can remember. And there's a lot of instances of this. I think the way we talk to little girls in particular, it's... It's shocking when you actually think about how little boys and girls are treated from very early on and how girls are applauded for their appearance and their clothing. And while at the same time, boys are applauded for their athletic ability or skill set and how these types of categorizing or um, this type of praise actually affects how we develop and what we learn is desirable. So throughout the rest of my life, I leaned really heavy into sports. I was kind of a tomboy. Um, and I guess when I went to high school is when I really started noticing bodies and, again, getting feedback from people telling me that my body was desirable, I guess, in, in a sense, because it was smaller, because I was shorter, um, all these things, by the way, that I have no control over, right? And none of us do. We're born into bodies and then they just are. Um, until we get old enough to realize that we're supposed to be changing our bodies to fit into with society. 
And the one thing I'll credit my mother to is that she, the one thing, there's many things, mom, but this one in particular is that she discouraged me from using makeup uh, from an early age, like actually before college, um, high school, so probably back to middle school. She would say things like, look, you know, of course, you don't need makeup. It's the most wonderful thing um, to hear or to be, to be said. Like, I understand that to be something that's a compliment, right? And I would get that a lot. You don't need makeup. You have dark eyelashes. You don't need makeup. You're beautiful, whatever. Um, and so my mom would say, you know, once you start wearing makeup, you can never stop because people are going to expect you to show up with the looking the way you look with makeup on every single day after that. And if you don't wear it one day, people will comment, oh, what's wrong? Are you feeling okay? Do you look tired, et cetera, or say things like you've let yourself go. And I really held on to that as like, huh, that sounds like a lifelong commitment. I don't know if I'm ready to take. But in high school, I experimented with makeup, specifically bronzer. There was a little bit of tanning happening like before dances and stuff. So we were tanning our skin. We were painting our nails. My nails were never unpainted, right? My toenails in particular, always painted. Fingernails, always painted. Um, what else? Let's see. And I, I didn't jump onto the makeup train, but I experimented with bronzer to make myself look tanner and sometimes curling my eyelashes. I remember getting my first eyelash curler in high school. And a lot of my peers were wearing makeup, I would say, but not all of them. Um, as we got to the later years of college, it became more prevalent. People started dyeing their hair, getting highlights, going tanning, plucking or waxing their eyebrows, shaving their legs and armpits. Um, what else am I thinking of? What am I missing? And just expending a lot of effort and time on their physical appearance, which is so common and actually like praised in the female community for all of this. And I remember too, I really found safety in the sports teams that I were, I was on the swim team in particular, because we spent so much time in the pool and we get out and kind of have to rush to go to school in the morning. Cause we'd have practice at six in the morning. And I would say the swimmer girls, because we were always jumping in the water, we're probably less heavy on like the makeup because it was just a time thing. Like we had spent two hours swimming in the morning and then we go to school. And so there'd be a quick drying of the hair if it was cold out. Um, but a lot of us would just walk across the street where our, our high school was from the pool and go to class and whatever. And then we jump back in the pool right after school. So it just felt like to me, a lot of effort and, and maybe the sport kind of helped me see that it was just kind of wasting my time. Um, but then for swimming, you weren't allowed to shave your legs in training season. And that would get a lot of comments from people like, ew, your legs are hairy. And in the swim team world, that was a safe reality. I mean, none of us shaved our legs because we weren't allowed to, which is kind of a weird thing in itself. But again, not the point of this conversation. Um, I feel like I'm rambling a bit, but these are all kind of like memories that I remember experiencing as a teenager and there were friends of mine in high school that were experiencing body disorder um eating disorders body image issues eating disorders and I kind of stayed away from it I think being an athlete I was more focused on my performance than 
my body, but I still knew that I was getting a lot of praise for my small frame. And it was important to me to keep that, although I wasn't overly obsessed with it. And then fast forward into college, you know, going out and getting ready to go out was a big part of college social life as a female for me. We would spend time doing our hair or doing our makeup or whatever, but I I still didn't really care enough at the time. <laughs> it wasn't until later in college when some of my body issues and eating disorders developed for me personally after a really hard breakup relationship kind of spiraled me into a place that was not so healthy. Um, and I think I'll talk about the eating disorder stuff more later because it's, again, kind of derailing. But fast forward into net till now, I have still made that decision to not wear makeup. And the only time I've worn makeup was to my wedding. <laughs> and it was a hard decision for me. I actually spent many hours deliberating because I've always kind of teetered on that. Well, wait, if men don't have to change their appearance that much, why is it that women are required to, right? Like if men can just wake up, shower, and brush their teeth and leave, like, and women are expected to wake up, shave our entire bodies, lotion, smell good, do our hair, do our makeup, choose a fashionable outfit that's, like, in the times to wear, I was actually thinking about this. I was looking at my husband's closet, and he's had some of his clothes from, like, college and high school. And the style hasn't changed versus how much my closet has cycled. It's incredible. I mean, if I still had the tops, the shirts and stuff from high school, one, they wouldn't fit. But two, they would be incredibly outdated, which is why I don't have them anymore. And I've spent, in my lifetime, thousands of dollars more on clothes than my partner has. Anyway... But yeah, my point is, if men can just walk outside with their face out, I think I got that term from Gunn and Doyle's podcast. If men can just walk outside with their face out and be accepted for who they are and what they look like, and they just look the way they look, why is it that women don't have that same right? Women do not just wake up and walk outside and do their daily things. Most of us get up and spend a lot of time, I'll use the word changing, changing our appearance, enhancing certain features, covering up things that we don't like, all in the vein of beauty, of self-confidence, of looking your best, of glowing, whatever it is, like we're expected to be all of these things and look youthful and get Botox and not age and not have wrinkles and look flawless and have your makeup done. And men aren't expected this. They don't have the same expectations. They just get to go outside in their short sleeve button down shirt. If you're my husband that he's had for decades and still be socially acceptable. So throughout the years I've played with this, I recently, as of like two years ago, stopped plucking my eyebrows. As of three years ago, I threw away all makeup products, all cosmetic products in my closet, uh, whatever, you know, I threw them out. I was like, you know what? These don't actually help with my self-confidence. These 
play and cater to that idea that I'm not enough as I am and I have to change myself to be enough. I've heard women friends talk about how makeup is very artistic and they really enjoy putting it on and I think that is a different thing. What I'm talking about is the necessity of it. The I am not worthy. My face is not good enough. My body doesn't look good enough unless I am dressed in this way and made up in this way and my hair is dyed this way and it's this color and it's this length and I have no body hair on me and I basically look like a prepubescent teenage girl and that is acceptable in society. But my question is like, well, wait a minute. (laughs) When does that get in the way of this confidence, love your skin, enhance, you know, your features to feel comfortable in your body. Doesn't that just contradict itself? And I think everyone has the right to choose how they show up. You get to decide what feels good, how to express yourself as a person with clothing and jewelry and makeup and all that stuff. But I don't think enough of us are choosing that for ourselves I think most of us are choosing that for the man, the man at the top of the pyramid, the top of the fashion industry, the top of the beauty industry, just preying upon us that we will spend our money to try and fix our flaws, to try and love ourselves more, only to have those beauty standards changed like something like 52 times a year so that we can never actually achieve what the ads tell us, what the makeup um ads show us will look like what the Botox does to keep us youthful. We'll never actually achieve the happiness on the other side of it. For most of us, it'll just turn into this perpetual chasing and changing an eye and thinking that you are not good enough. I am not enough as I am. And I think it takes a lot to push against the system. I've felt it personally. I felt the comments when people say to me, oh, well, you don't wear makeup, and I could never, or it's because you're pretty or something that you don't have to wear makeup, or whatever it is. I get that a lot. Um, I think in general, we should stop commenting on bodies, on appearance. I've really made this vow to myself over the last couple of years to not comment on anyone's body, even if it's positive, because if you think about what a positive body comment is, it's still rewarding things that don't come from us. They come from someone else. Like, you look really great. What does that mean? Usually that means you look thin or you've lost weight or you, your makeup looks really good or your hair looks really good. All that stuff takes a lot of control a lot of change, a lot of products, a lot of money, a lot of time. And think about all the hours and dollars that you spend trying to change your appearance in a given day. And if you could only channel that energy into using your brain, right? Like this isn't your fault. Like this isn't something that you've done wrong by feeling the pressure of society to change every little thing about you you're doing it right, actually. You're following the rules if you can't leave the house without tons of touch-ups, I guess. You're doing it right. Like, you're getting applauded by society. And the feeling that I've been facing with um, vowing to not wear makeup, I don't do my hair or have any hair products, I 
don't <sighs> another big thing that changed I guess is I've gotten clothes that fit me I've stopped trying to fit into clothes that don't fit me right like that's a little bit more on the body issue side if you don't subscribe to the society people will say things like oh she's let herself go she's let herself go what a shame And what if letting yourself go, letting yourself show up in the world exactly as you are and were born, loving yourself exactly as you are and always is letting yourself go and that is the best damn thing you could ever do for your health and well-being, for future generations of females will be raised and under these exact constraints, constantly feeling like they're either not enough or are way too much. So these are things I think about. These actually, (laughs) these thoughts keep me up at night. And so here I am. Makeup bliss. My eyebrows have not been plucked in years. I do not wear makeup. I stopped shaving my body hair. And I'm just sitting with this kind of uncomfortableness of it all. Sitting with it to understand what I truly desire and how I want to show up in the world feeling my best and what that actually means. For me, it is and it has been stripping away the jewelry, the pearls, the products, the makeup, the clothes to grow my self-confidence from the ground up. Start with what I have. Start to think of my body in, in a sense of being grateful for it all that it's doing for me every single day, keeping me alive, keeping toxins out of my body, digesting food, eliminating food, like my heart pumping, breathing air into my lungs, like the simple basic things that keep us alive and keep us going. There's so much to be grateful for there, but we're not praised to think of it that way. We're praised to spend the money, buy the products, change our face, change our hair, change our clothes, change our nails, take away any body hair, (laughs) and do it again and again and again and show up and be constantly berated for not being changed enough, for not having changed our appearance enough. So let yourselves go. This is my prescription for you. It's been my journey of self-love and compassion to strip away some of these things to really let myself go and just be and love myself as I am. And it's really hard. And it might be hard for you too. And I'm not speaking about this from some high horse. Like I'm in it right now. I literally exposed my armpits this morning and felt embarrassed and ashamed for having hair under my arms instead of empowered for being in the body that I am and just loving myself in that moment. I hope this resonates and makes you think a little bit. I hope that we can push back against this bullshit. Like, I am so tired of being told what part of my body to shave, what clothes I need to buy, what my hair is supposed to look like. I'm tired of seeing magazines of women's bodies being berated all the time for looking like bodies, for being healthy bodies. And so... I really hope that with this conversation and with, you know, the social pressures, we can press back against 
I mean, we can press back against the pressures. We can push back against the man of the people creating this chaos that just enslaves us to products and marketing and spending money on shit. More for myself, for my son, for every woman out there who is dealing with governing bodies and frankly, white men in power telling them what they can and cannot do. I'm so sick of it. And so for now, I'm going to push back against the man in my own way. I'm going to lean into the things that light me up and make me feel me and just fucking feel grateful for the body that I was born into and love it for all of its flaws because they don't matter. Thank you for being here. Love you. Bye.